Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. So how do we get to this point? Syracuse is 15-15 and 15, with the possibility of not finishing over 500 for the first time in Jim Beheim's tenure. 46 seasons. Never had a losing season. That's impressive. But I'm going to tell you how the team got there. And... If you listen to this podcast before, listen to me talk or see my comments, you know where I'm going. I'm going in the time machine to last year. After Syracuse lost to Houston in the Sweet 16, the domino started. Why? First of all, because the NCAA granted players waivers. So they could play an extra season if they played last year. They could transfer without penalty. They didn't have to sit out a season. They could even transfer within their own conference. Unprecedented. Never happened before. And Syracuse wasn't immune to it. Not too long after they lost to Houston, Kadari Richmond said he was transferring to Seton Hall. Not too long after that, Robert Braswell decided he's going to go to Charlotte. Quincy Gurrier wanted to test the waters in the NBA. Didn't end up making it, but decided to leave Syracuse after all and go to Oregon. Alan Griffin wanted to go pro. He didn't make the pros. G League. Dolajai's decided to just leave. I kind of expected that, but I'm not really including him in this conversation. When you have guys that know the zone and play the zone and are athletic and two of them are all ACC and one of them is an up-and-coming freshman and the other one was developing to be good in the zone towards the end of the season, it looked like this season could be great because you had guys now that had been in the system for a few seasons and some guys that are a little newer, but they were getting it and they just decide to leave. Well, that puts Syracuse back to the drawing board almost to start over this season. And as I said, Gurrier and Alan Griffin were all ACC players. Gurrier was a double-double machine pretty much. Griffin had great athleticism. He could score in bunches like he did last season. He was a little sour at the end of the season because Robert Braswell took his numbers or took his, his playing time. Just ironic that Braswell decides to go somewhere else and Griffin decides to leave too. But whatever the case, they all leave. And their replacements just aren't the same type of players. Jimmy Beheim, I like him. He hustles. He tries really hard. He's not on the same level as Alan Griffin or Quincy Gurrier. Samir Torrance played at Marquette. Played sparingly for Marquette. Comes to Syracuse was good in flashes, but I don't think he's better than Kadari Richmond. Just for the fact that Kadari Richmond was great at the top of the zone, even with Gerard, the two of them together. And Cole Swatter, not better than Gurrier. I know they're different types of players, but you're bringing in these new guys to replace guys that are all ACC and know the zone. And again, Benny Williams, 
I'll talk about him more a little bit later, but supposed to be this five-star recruit. Didn't really start developing until he got more of an opportunity towards the end of the season. But as I said, I'll talk about him more in a minute. So those guys are gone. Looks to be an outside shooting team from three. First couple of games, Syracuse looks good. Obviously, the competition is not the greatest. Then they lose to Colgate at home. Colgate scores over 100 points. Cringe. And then Syracuse takes on VCU in the battle for Atlantis. They lose that game. They lose to Georgetown after leading. Georgetown is a horrible team. They're going to be winless at the Big East this season. And one of their wins overall was against Syracuse. That's a bad loss. But after all that, Syracuse goes to Florida State early in the season, gets the win. I know I had hope. I know a lot of other people started to have hope. Hey, they're starting to get things together. Then an ACC was up and down. They'd be close in some games. They were had the game won pretty much in Wake Forest. They couldn't get the ball in. They lose. Virginia, they're right there. They just get beat in a couple plays. They can't make foul shots. Then back and forth, back and forth. Then there's a stretch in the season where there's three games where Syracuse looks like they're turning the corner. And those games were against Wake Forest at home, against NC State on the road, against Louisville at home, where they just dominated. NC State was more a back-and-forth game, but offensively they were fantastic. And I thought, now this team is is finally starting to gel. Going to make a run. Then they play Boston College. They win the game, but they let Boston College stick around. And... Jesse Edwards is in the game, and he falls out of the game, falls backwards, breaks his wrist. He's out for the season. Another domino. (laughs) And so he's out. He was playing great, averaging almost 14 points a game, seven rebounds around. It was intimidating in the middle. He was just getting better. But now he's out. Team adjusts again. Aslam comes in. He has a great game on the rebounding end against Virginia Tech, but they can't get the win. And they play Georgia Tech. They play Boston College again. They get some more wins. They go to Notre Dame. They're in the game with Notre Dame. Hub makes a three-pointer off balance and just demoralizes Syracuse. Then Syracuse plays Duke in the Dome, and Duke comes in already better than them, but absolutely lighting up the Dome. Jim Beheim goes to his bench. Benny Williams, one of the guys that comes in, he has the best game he's had in a Syracuse uniform. I've been asking for it all season. Just one game, Benny can break through. Can he break through? He breaks through. Has 14.6 rebounds. Career day. Didn't do the team as much good in that situation because they got blown out. But I thought, yes, maybe Benny will excel now when the Syracuse needs him the most. What happens? He gets hurt against North Carolina. And a North Carolina game, Syracuse is right there. I know they lost the game at the end, many will think, but I'll tell you a play where I think they lost the game sooner. I know it's hard to say this with nine and a half minutes to go, but Syracuse up, Gerard two on one. He has Cole Swatter, who absolutely lit up the joint, scored 36 points for Syracuse career high. Wide open for a layup. Gerard doesn't pass it to him. He shoots a three. He misses. I can tell Swatter's frustrated. He didn't get the ball in that situation. He chases down North Carolina. Baycock dunks it and one. Big swing. Five-point swing. It's a dogfight the rest of the way. Even with all that, I know that's nine and a half minutes, but I I think that was the turning point in the game. 
Syracuse has the ball in the lead, one-point lead. And Buddy Beheim's dribbling the ball at half court. And he tried to make him move, and the ball goes out of bounds. Four seconds. Gerard's the one that inbounds the play, the ball. I don't know why. He throws the ball off Buddy. And North Carolina gets the ball. They hit a three. Gerard comes down and hits a two. They go to overtime. So many things wrong with that. One, why would you have Buddy Beheim dribbling the ball at half court? That's not his game. I've been talking about this all season. KYP, know your personnel. Know your role. Whatever you want to call it. And yes, the team's depleted at this point. Guys out. Cole Swatter's having the career night. He's not a guy that beats guy off the dribble. The only guy that really can do that is maybe Gerard. It should have been him with the ball at the top. Let him drive and kick. Set a screen for him, whatever. Jim Beheim said in his radio show is probably better than shooting a shot and missing the North Carolina could have scored a transition. I don't agree. <laughs> Better to been get a good shot, put the nail in the coffin, you know. Either have Buddy catch the ball, foul on extended, or right at the three point line and let him drive. If they double him, kick to Swider, or just get, give Swider the ball in that situation. I know I've been saying the whole season he's not the guy to make the game winning shot, but in this instance, in this game where he's been absolutely on fire and he's got a shorter guy on him, you have to go to him, and you don't, and they lose. And that's just been the story of the team the whole season where there are so many plays or so many little things that could have happened that could have changed. You know, the injuries, the injury to Edwards changed the dynamic of the team. Benny Williams, not so much. Torrance is also out this weekend. But I go back to last season at the end. You can always talk about recruiting, athleticism, what we did in this game or that game. But I think this game or this season was was made by not keeping the guys happy that were on your team. I know it's tough to do in this day and age. Everyone always thinks they can get a bigger, better deal. And especially with the no with the transfer waiver where you can just go anywhere. But if Syracuse could have just kept Richmond and Gurrier and had the guys also who came in, that would have been a strong team. Okay, but they're not. So they're 15 and 15, possibility of having a losing season. Miami, Syracuse dominated in the first half of the game down in Miami. Jesse Edwards had the game. He's dominating their center because their center can't do anything. But now he's not there. Syracuse doesn't have Torrance. It's senior day, supposedly for Buddy Beheim and Jimmy Beheim. Uh, last week, <laughs> Coach Beheim had said that he didn't think Swider, Buddy, or Jimmy were coming back. Swider since said, I, I do want to come back. Uh, but pretty sure Buddy and Jimmy are gone. Um, Syracuse.com or Syracuse uh, University has got a, a little goodbye, Buddy. There's an article on Syracuse.com with a sit-down interview with with Buddy. So at this point, he's he thinks he's going. He's leaving. He's going to try his, his hand in the NBA or some other league. He said, if, if the team needed me to come back, I would, but I'm going to step aside. Now, everything changes so much these days, so we don't know for sure. There could be a situation where some recruits back out and Syracuse doesn't have anybody and they need Buddy Beheim to come back, but who knows. But for the rest of this season, which could be just two games, I really don't know what to say 
about the team anymore. I think that it's been a hard season and they've tried their best at times, but just can't execute or they don't have a guy who is someone that can take somebody off the dribble. They have good players, but no one that's really a dominant player. I mean, Buddy is at times, but teams all know that he's the main guy. So they put their best defender on him. He's the top of the scouting report. They, they try to make life really hard for him and they have been. Times where Syracuse plays the best is when they shoot the lights out and move the ball, but without Torrance, without now Benny Williams, without Edwards, it's going to be tough to win this game against Miami. But sometimes some extra juice happens in these senior days, especially since the uh, Beheim brother. Another thing that came out this week was about Jim Beheim's retirement. He said he'll be back next year. He's answered that question many times. I'm paraphrasing. There is a plan in place for him to retire a succession plan. It will come within the Q's family. He's not going to name a successor. That's all cheap talk. Talk as cheap as my dad would always say because there was a succession plan a long time ago with Mike Hopkins and Mike Hopkins left. So if it's a guy within the organization right now, like Red Autry or Alan Griffin or GMAC, they could go take a job somewhere else at any point. So a plan is great until you have to change it. <laughs> and Syracuse had to change the plan many times. And I think I'm done speculating about Jim Beheim retirement. He's going to be one of those guys that just comes to the mic and drops it and says, I'm done. That's my only speculation I'll have. You know, people are talking about Rick Patino possibly being a person to come in, replace Beheim because Patino was an assistant way back when, before he started his coaching career he won the national championship at kentucky went to the nba came back he coached louisville for a championship even though the ncaa doesn't recognize it he won two national championships after he had to leave louisville he went back to europe um and coached then he's, he's back in the states now coaching iona which is a mid-major school that um out of westchester maryland had just uh asked about him coaching maryland because of the vacancy there he said no, so there's speculation that Patino is a person maybe Syracuse will get. But, again, unless Jim Beheim's going to leave after next year, why would Patino wait around? Why would anybody wait around? It's just silly to talk about anymore. Just assume Jim Beheim's going to be there. So, as I started the show with, talking about how I thought this season's fate started at the end of last season, I believe that's true again. I think Gerard doesn't look happy right now, but really I don't think he can go anywhere else, so he's going to be there. But what will Jim Beheim talk about? He talked about on his, his show last night, he could play off the ball next year if we get someone who's a good point guard, but Gerard's been a good point guard this year. I mean, he's been a good point guard at, at, at times this year. He's not been a consistent point guard. So if you could get a guy who's better with the ball and quicker, even if it's Torrance to start and put Gerard to guard, that would be something Syracuse should do. Bayheim should do. Will he talk to Aslam and, and Edwards and see where their head's at? Could Edwards possibly decide to go pro? Could Aslam decide to transfer? I think we'll see guys leave again. You know, the one guy I think if you're going to keep anybody happy, it better be Benny Williams because he finally showed signs of getting to that five-star recruit or that expectation that we all had of him. 
and showed his athleticism and showed what he could do against Duke, who are the most athletic team in the ACC. I know it was a blowout, but he still had really good signs of things. And make sure that you get Benny to come back. That's the best recruiting Jim Beheim can do. I mentioned before, Benny is hurt. He's not going to play on Saturday, but he's actually out for the season. So he'll have time to think about his options. Syracuse can't let him think too much. I know he said repeatedly he wants to come back next year, but as I also said, things change a lot. Lock him in. Make sure he's there. It'll be worthwhile for Syracuse. Anyways, I'm sure this offseason will bring more news and maybe not as much news as last year, but we'll see. I just want to thank everyone this year for the Dome Dog podcast. It's been fun to grow it, you know, bringing on guests. Guests have come on. I thank all of them that have come on to my show and the people that have been in the community on the Facebook page, on Instagram, and encouragement in different ways and different things to do with the team. And the, the trip to Syracuse that I had with my family was awesome. It was more awesome to relive it by talking with my nephews about it and also you know, putting pictures up and part of the journey and doing the different things in Syracuse. A lot of fun. And we're going to make that a, a yearly tradition at this point because why not? Um, as many say, and I say, I bleed orange. I didn't go to school there, but I grew up there and I care most about Syracuse basketball when it comes to sports. And um, you know, I'll still do a podcast next week when they play in the ACC tournament. They're going to play Florida State. They're locked in the 8-9 game. I will still have to do updates about what's going on in the program more and more. Um, please hit me up on the Facebook page. You know, I'll be watching the game tomorrow during it. As always, hit me up during the game. Hit me up after the game, uh, either on Messenger or Instagram or any of the platforms. I'm happy to talk hoops with you anytime, anywhere. You know, this summer, Syracuse is hosting the TBT, the tournament, the one that Syracuse alumni team won last summer. So that might be a trip that I may take part in as well we'll see thanks for listening if this is your first time or you've been listening the whole season i really appreciate it time to bring back an old sponsor the dome dog podcast is brought to you by Vinny's chicken tenders when it comes to sauce Vinny's the boss thanks for listening to dome dog podcast now available on itunes apple podcasts spotify audible google podcasts podbean and more Please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Dome Dog Pod. That's D-O-M-E-D-A-W-G-P-O-D.